Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Today, we are going to talk about anxiety. Yes, it's a completely normal thing to be anxious, especially if you feel like your life is stressful. And who doesn't have stress in their lives these days? That's right, Sherry. Coping with anxiety of everyday life is tough enough. Adding the uncertainty of COVID-19 into the mix makes it worse. Please stick around for the chat. You'll be glad you did. I remember when I was a child, I would be anxious about one thing and one thing only. Can you guess what it was, Christiana? The boogeyman? (laughs) No, it was the dentist. I have no idea why, but I was terrified of going to the dentist. I would literally fret about it for as long as I knew in advance that I had to go. So my parents stopped telling me about when my appointments were, and I no longer had to worry about it. So, Christiana, as we chat about anxiety, will you help us magically make our worries disappear? Unfortunately, I cannot do that, but I can share with you and our listeners some information about different types of anxiety and ways to manage our anxiety better. Excellent. So let's start from the beginning. What is anxiety? Anxiety is a natural reaction to stress. It can be helpful at times as it makes us be more alert and ready for action. But on the other hand, anxiety disorder is a feeling of excessive nervousness, worry, or unease in the absence of any real danger. It's not the same thing as fear, which is a natural way of reacting to immediate danger. This type of anxiety does not go away and may get worse over time. It can interfere with activities of daily living like going to work or school or interacting with friends. That's right. But as I also understand, anxiety and excitement are triggered by the same chemical reaction in the body, adrenaline. Anxiety helps us avoid danger. It tells us something is important to us, like the anxiety you feel before having to take a test or perhaps going to the dentist. Yes, Sherry, that's right. Adrenaline triggers both anxiety and excitement. So perhaps you were just excited about going to the dentist, were you not as a child? (laughs) No, I really don't think so. Um, So can you share symptoms? I think we know all about sweaty palms or feelings of worry are some symptoms of anxiety, but what might some others be? Well, The symptoms of anxiety disorder are varied. Some of them include persistent worrying, overthinking plans and solutions, perceiving situations and events as threatening even when they're not, difficulty handling uncertainty as in this case of COVID-19, indecisiveness and fear of making the wrong decision, inability to set aside or let go of a worry, inability to relax, restlessness and feeling on edge all the time, difficulty concentrating or feeling that your mind has gone blank. Yes. 
So those were mental symptoms, and now we have some physical symptoms of anxiety. And these may include fatigue, trouble sleeping, muscle tension or muscle aches, trembling or feeling twitchy, nervousness or easily being startled, sweating, nausea, diarrhea, irritable bowel syndrome, and overall irritability. So let's take a moment now and chat about potential causes. Are you able to share why or what the causes of anxiety are, Christiana? Yes. Here are some of the causes of anxiety. Differences in brain chemistry and function, genetics, adversity, development and personality, traumatic or stressful event. And I have to keep saying it, COVID-19. This has caused a lot of people anxiety and depression, death of a loved one, abuse, chronic disease. Some of these symptoms are similar to those of depression. There's also bipolar disorder. This is a disorder that causes episodes of extreme mood swings. So you can either be very depressed or become really manic. Well, I cannot change my genetics and nor can I change my brain chemistry and how it functions, but I can definitely change my attitude and the way I perceive potential threats. I can also make modifications to my personality. This makes the list of causes of anxiety a bit more manageable. So are there different types of anxiety, Christiana, or is it a generalized disease? There are a number of different types of anxiety, and I will share with you five of the most common types. There's generalized anxiety disorder, which is an anxiety disorder that is characterized by chronic anxiety, exaggerated worry, and tension. We have obsessive compulsive disorder, commonly known as OCD. This is an anxiety disorder that is characterized by recurrent unwanted thoughts called obsessions and or repetitive behaviors called compulsions. This can be very debilitating as it causes stress and impairs general functioning. Common repetitive behaviors include hand washing, counting of things, checking and rechecking, for example, that a door is locked, or it could be excessive cleaning. Panic attack is another type of anxiety. An episode of panic attack is when someone feels an intense fear that is accompanied by physical symptoms like chest pain, sweating, feeling uncomfortable, actually even feeling that someone is going to die. It's very similar to having a heart attack. Post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD is an anxiety disorder that can develop after exposure to terrifying event or ordeal in which physical harm occurred or was threatened. Traumatic events that may trigger PTSD include violent personal assaults, natural or human-caused disasters, accidents, or military combat. If you haven't seen the movie, thank you for your service. Please do so. What is that connection, Christiana? I haven't seen that film. 
In the movie, after fighting in the war on terror in Iraq, the main character and his friends return home to their families in America with PTSD. The film details how they try to deal with the traumas they experienced from the war and their experiences reaching out for help. It was such an impactful movie. It goes to show you how we do not know or understand what people may be going through. I wept at the end of the movie. If you know me, you'll know that I have a pretty good grasp on my emotions. And lastly, the fifth and most common type of anxiety is social phobia or social anxiety. This is an anxiety disorder that is characterized by overwhelming and excessive self-consciousness in social situations. Individuals with social phobia have a difficult time making friends and keeping friends. They may hide behind technology as a means of interaction. They may also use alcohol or drug to function in social situations. Thank you, Christiana, and thank you for sharing your thoughts on the film. Thank you for your service. I will check it out soon. Anxiety is much more common and not talked about as much. A lot of young people suffer the effects of anxiety and silence, and because of the stigma associated with it of having mental illness. It is very sad, indeed, that even in developed countries like Canada, there's still a lot of social stigma around mental illness. Our university systems are ill-equipped to support the needs of their students. There are inadequate services and it's heartbreaking to hear stories of young people suffering unnecessarily. It could even be a situational crisis, like a breakup. And this individual may not be able to assess counseling, even if they try to seek help, because the wait lists in most of the universities are extensive. I remember one very troubling evening. I received a call from a friend seeking my assistance as she had just received an urgent call from her daughter, whose friend was having vague thoughts of killing herself. She wanted my assistance because of my mental health background. The friend would not listen to her daughter to seek help, and the daughter could not reach out on her behalf for fear of losing her friendship. What if she really does kill herself? This young girl would live with the guilt for the rest of her life. After my initial assessment of the situation, I did not feel that she was in any immediate danger of killing herself because there were vague suicidal ideas. But I tried to reach out to someone at the university, a crisis worker, to help. To my dismay, I could not reach anyone. I remember even trying to call the campus police and there was no answer. I ended up calling other services in the area looking for help for her. I was able to gather enough resources for her to pass on to her friend. Believe me when I say the university helped from me the next day because I wasn't impressed. They claimed that they had services available to the students, but I personally did not find any of that that evening. And my friend's daughter told her mom she was not aware of any such services. Maybe communication is a problem. It would be so helpful to have these numbers in accessible places all over our campus. And it's not just young people. How about us as adults? I remember when a friend of mine, an RN, refused to seek help 
for fear of losing our job. This is why I'm eternally grateful to Bell Canada for their Bell Let's Talk Day. Now that we know the five most common types of anxiety and have a good idea of what anxiety is, its symptoms, and potential causes, let's take a deeper dive into risk factors and complications of generalized anxiety disorder. Generalized anxiety disorder is twice as common in women as it is in men. The following factors may increase the risk of developing generalized anxiety disorder. Personality. How do you see your cup? Is it half full or half empty? Our attitudes can affect us negatively or positively. Mindset is very important, and this is definitely a part of us that we can develop. We can actually take training or counseling or any type of assistance to help us develop a more positive mindset. Genetics. Experiences. People with generalized anxiety disorder may have a history of significant life changes. Could be death of someone, and then there's traumatic or negative experience during childhood. Recent traumatic or negative event like COVID. Chronic medical illnesses or other mental health disorders may also increase risk of anxiety. Um, I understand that anxiety disorder can be quite disabling, and especially in the case of generalized anxiety disorder. Simply thinking about the day may be anxiety-provoking. It can cause excessive worry about day-to-day activities, difficulty concentrating, restlessness and inability to relax, sleep issues, irritability, and the negative belief that everything will turn out bad. I would like to highlight anxiety or panic attack a little bit more before we conclude our discussion of anxiety disorder. Panic attack is actually very common. It comes on suddenly, whether or not during an activity and may last from 10 to 30 minutes. You might think you are having a heart attack. To diagnose panic attack, doctors look for at least four of the following symptoms. Sweating, tight chest, pounding heart, trembling, shortness of breath, choking sensation, nausea, dizziness, feeling hot or cold. There are several strategies you can use to manage panic attack before it starts or when experiencing one. Some of these include taking slow, deep breaths. This will help you control your breathing and stop you from hyperventilating, which could cause the situation to get worse and may lead to other symptoms. Close your eyes to minimize external stimulation. Focus your mind on happy thoughts. Allow yourself to relax. Get away from the situation that is triggering the panic attack, if possible. Thank you for sharing, Christiana. I I know that many of us have often felt some of these symptoms together, and it's really good to know that it is more of a 
anxiety attack that is short-term rather than having a generalized anxiety disorder. Now, there must be some things we can do to protect ourselves from the debilitating effects of anxiety disorder. Yes, there are. We need to maintain a healthy lifestyle, healthy eating, especially foods rich in omega-3 fatty acids, such as salmon, tuna, walnuts, and a whole lot of other brain foods. We need to be active, at least 30 minutes of exercise three times a week. We need to maintain positive social relationships as well, trying to get in at least eight hours of sleep a day, lending a helping hand to people in need, and also learning ways to manage our stress. Like I mentioned above, trying to work on changing our mindset from negativity to positivity. Remember to laugh. Like they say, laughter is the best medicine. There are also different types of behavioral therapies that you can get. Please ask your doctor to refer you to an appropriate therapist for your situation. I love it, Christiana. I know that we've talked a lot on our podcasts about eating well, keeping our gut healthy, and keeping our brain healthy. And those are things that we've already discussed, so go back and listen to those podcasts for more information. And yes, laughter is the best medicine. I want to remind everyone that Christiana and I are not doctors. We bring this information about anxiety to you too, again, because we want you to be aware and we think it is important to keeping your mind young and healthy. That's right, Sherry. If you're experiencing symptoms of anxiety most of the time, make an appointment to see your doctor or mental health professional as soon as you can. If you're reluctant to seek treatment, please reach out to a friend or loved ones, a faith leader or someone you trust. Thank you for listening today. Anxiety can be mild, moderate, or severe and can build gradually. Learning how to chill or write out your feelings of anxiousness is an important step to learning how to relax and become more mindful. Check out Anxiety Canada's website at www.anxietycanada.com for more information. Yes, there are many things you have the power to do to help yourself and your mental health. Remember, attitude matters a lot. Thank you for another awesome chat, Christiana. As always, I've gained some great insight that I can pass along to my friends. Although I do hope those friends are listening right now. You're right. If your friends and my friends are happy listeners, I invite them to join us on our next podcast. That's right. Because after all, sharing is caring. I am Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Well, we'll chat about depression. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. 
If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.